On this week's show, we're giving away a copy of the new Necromunda Hive War starter set from store.ontabletop.com. To be in with a chance to win, you just need to like the video, be a subscriber, leave a comment down below, and if you get the chance to share this around on social media, that really helps us out. Now, kick back and relax because we're serving up five a day of the gaming news with some root-based Napoleonics and some kiwi fruit Kickstarters. The weekend starts now. Hello, folks. So, interesting prize. People will be on board for that one. Mm. Um, we've got a Johnson back. Yeah. We've got the littlest. <laughs> Any we're also, one. We're also joined by Free and Ben and I. Well, you know who I am. Can I just no say, so before we get stuck in, you guys yeah. are all swords. Mm. Swords, the lot of you. I wear my blue t-shirt this week and use... Look, what? You know, all wear different ones. I, I almost went grey as well. Anyway, oh, wow. DJ. No, I'll go for the neon. So that, that would have been even funnier. <laughs> not, not as funny as it just like, luckily the t-shirt gets cropped off here, Jay, because I mm. know those ones through the nips. Ah, okay. Dairy nips. <laughs> it's all right. I've got runner's tape on there. <laughs> anyway. So I, I teased that a little bit in the intro, uh, but we're going to be looking at some sort of Napoleonic-like root vegetables as our yes. idea of the week. So this is yeah. a bit different. Yeah. yeah. You hear root vegetable, you hear Napoleonics, you automatically think Swedish army. Bunch of Swedes. <laughs> but Sick. no, Ben, you've you've come up with something much weirder for our indie. I have, found yes. Turnip 28? Turnip 28, and also Metal King Studios, or more well, Sean Sutter's mm. Sludge as well. Um, so these popped up in the news this week uh, because I was looking at uh, Blacksite Studio, who'd done some uh, some alternative heads, and I was like, what on earth is Sludge? Right. What the hell is this? Uh, but then I did a little bit more deep reading, and mm. this is absolutely fascinating. Um, so it's uh, I've kind of sort of titled this in many ways, return to the Blanchitsu, I've called mm. it, as our kind of India of the Week for this week. So Sludge is uh, by Sean Sutter, who has done Relic Blade, which is a fantastic fantasy skirmish game. Mm. Uh, but he's also turned his hand to this, which is, and I'm going to read the, the kind of tagline to this, fantasy war games in a doom age of black powder. <laughs> now, how awesome does that sound? <laughs> you, you had me at doom age of black yeah. powder. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the basis behind this uh, game is that it's set in a kind of our world, but one that's infused with magic uh, and sort of damnation and hell. Uh, and the concept is that Idrisil, you know, the world tree from mm. uh, Norse mythology, uh, has sort of been cracked and ruined uh, and is now mashed together with the kind of dark imaginations of Dante's Inferno in the circles of hell. And this has now basically broken the world and it is all descended into this horrifying mess of mud, dead vegetation what? and... Uh, bloody covered soldiers making their way across battlefields with a blasted and broken 
Um, Works for me. Exactly. Uh, and then the time period for this is very interesting as well. So as we as we mentioned, uh, black powder, yeah. this is kind of Napoleonic, but can kind of go like 100 or so years either side of that as well. Dives into a lot of the stuff that the Perrys have been doing in terms of miniatures for obviously Napoleonics, maybe a little bit of kind of late uh, sort of medieval stuff as well, where you get to see a lot of uh, big cannons and guns brought into the mix as well. Yeah, they've even used some of the knights and the like from the um, Hundred Years' War, yep. so yeah. French and, and yeah. British kicking around from that. Yeah. And then the whole kind of twist to all that is that fantasy element. So it's all of these kind of um, sort of battered, beleaguered, black powder soldiers mixed in with um, things like crusading warriors who bring the faith of God with them into battle and dark sorcerers who are using strange powers to curse all of their uh, their, their enemies on the battlefield mm. and warp things around them, like break up the, the battlefield and suck them down into the nine circles and that kind of thing as well. Um, so it's a very, very interesting sort of prospect for a mm. game and one of the things i really like about it as well is that they've really gone into this from the concept of um it being more than just the rules yeah. you know what i mean okay so yeah. there are going to be rules for this coming out uh, as part of the new blaster volume which should be coming out later this year uh, so, so you watch out it, for that if i just scroll up here though i can see like a sludge quick ref yeah it's, it's yeah. a two-page yeah. quick reference sheet right. so yeah. it'll give you the basics of of what the game is yes uh, and there's also the tokens there as well that you can go and check out and this kind of gives you a kind of basic understanding of the game and then there is kind of like a, a breakdown of how to make armies and the kind of composition of things uh sort of um throughout this sort of uh, uh this initial article here as well uh but then all of the full rules are going to be available in blaster which is kind of like a really awesome collaborative project uh between uh sutter and mccullough for example if you know um frostgrave and, and stargrave and stuff um do you know when I, that's coming then uh, later this year whenever it's ready <laughs> it's, it tends to be there there they mail you um so you have to watch out for that. yeah, yeah. that's what happens when you get a group of five artists together exactly yeah. <laughs> to get very arty and take their time with things um, but, I'm, but i'm clicking here for then then so yes. they seem to have some official not just um yeah, yeah. Batching, then so, so, this. so this is kind of the the element that i was going to about the hobby side of things so they've teamed up with black site to do these official heads right. um for you to make the two kind of main factions within their world uh, so you've got these two different conversion heads that you basically just stick onto the plastic um, Perry miniatures or Warlord or wherever you want to get your miniatures from, uh, Victrix perhaps as well, uh, stick them all together. But the kind of basis of this game is that it's not just the rules and playing the game, it's also about hobbying and converting and tweaking and doing all sorts of interesting things like That's painting cool. up strange and wonderful models and bringing in things from fantasy that you think would match the setting and stuff. So it's very much one of those games which kind of goes back again to that sort of Blanchitsu sort of era where it's as much about making the army and hobbying and building characters as it is actually playing. And in many cases, most of us as war gamers will spend most of our time just building armies and not actually playing the game. So I think it's a really nice thing that this game kind of reinforces that element of things uh, if you just sit down and enjoy it and stuff. But um, yeah, Sludge is very, very interesting. Uh, and I love the aesthetic of it. Uh, it is it is truly wonderful. It is a fascinating look. I'll be, I'll be interested to see because there's so much of it is community sort of bounce back and forward yeah, and rough yeah. sort of sketches that he's been working on mm -hmm. will blaster go into a lot of detail or mm. will it be more like 
a sort of here's the very broad strokes of the world and what's yeah. happened and then the rest of it is is up to you so it's not as restrictive when people mm -hmm. come because with so much of the focus being hobby based i'd like to imagine that it's probably a lot very open you know yeah here are the people yeah. fighting what are they why are they doing it who are the good mm -hmm. guys who are the bad guys? it's all up to you it's kind of uh blurred in that respect well, rather than being hard yeah. and fast well i think the, um, just, uh, sorry, just the blaster thing then mm. is it like a hobby mag type thing yes yeah 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 so it's a hobby sort of uh, magazine that comes out from uh as you say sutter and mccullough and and uh ash barker ash Mike barker Hutchins. as well yeah how, how do you get uh, it is there like a uh, over on drive or? drive through rpg is where you yeah. go and get it from okay. uh, you should be able to find it just by googling and stuff but um um, I think yeah, it's very good. I think the interesting thing about this is that you have there's such a fine line between like fantasy and historical, and yeah. you can ruin yeah. something so fast by putting too much fantasy in it. Mm. <laughs> and I like the way not ruin it me, I'd be tired. Oh, but in terms of actually having a proper even battleground, as it were, and you've yeah. still got people using melee weapons. It's not people running out and you know like fireball just out nowhere. But it's, yeah. uh, it yeah. looks quite a nice balance and a really interesting. Yeah, I, I, I think one of the things that's quite nice about this. And it kind of hits that nice fine line. Is that this is very much like a grim darky kind of thing? So it's not high fantasy, as you're saying, where fireballs are flying in from all locations. It's kind of like that, just that slither of magic that is nice. keeping things on an even keel, uh, where things could just tip off and descend into hell. Well, quite literally, in many cases, with with sludge. Um, but <laughs> I, I, I just did it. I just did your quick Google. Is this it? Blaster. Yes. For people Blaster. who are looking, nice. yeah. if you see this, this is what this is essentially what you're looking for. And it is like a proper high quality mag as well, Blaster. Um, it's very, very good. <laughs> um, but um, there's also another mag that would be pretty good to check out as well called 28, um, which um, goes into kind of this style of grim dark and, and art and that kind of thing as well, and army building. And I think they actually did um, uh, look at the other game we're going to look at in a second as well, Turnip 28, quite recently. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I'm really liking the look of what they're doing with Sludge. I think it's a really cool idea the aesthetic is interesting it means you can be like dirty and uh kind of errant with the way that you paint your miniatures and just go crazy with it which i think is really awesome get break out the uh <laughs> the mud the sterling mud and cake it onto everything that you're painting basically <laughs> just, yeah just roll the mud. yeah for sure it'll be a very quick army to paint exactly yeah, yeah. Um, one of the other interesting things about this that um, I wanted to point out as well is that a lot of people were talking about the basing and things for this game. Uh, and obviously people want to know about mechanics and that kind of thing, and that will come through. But in the article, they do talk about the fact that um, kind of the basing was there because so they wanted to use the miniatures for other games as well. And yeah. so it's kind of just been based so that it can be used across a myriad of things. So I think the basing, when it comes to Sludge, is going to be fairly open and loose uh, and, and kind of just be there based yeah. on kind of how you want to play, really. So yeah, really it does give examples of yes. base sizes in both rounds and uh, squares that you can use. And I imagine if it's if it's that flexible, then slight changes off that won't be a massive yeah. thing. So if you plan on yeah. using 20 mils rather than 25s, it's not going to be hugely impactful. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just to just close off on Sludge, uh, and as Jerry was saying um, earlier, there is kind of like an official backstory to this. Nice. But effectively, they've said you can do anything you want with it, really. It's just kind of the aesthetic that is the main driving force behind it and kind of the way that you build terrain and the way you paint armies. And it can really fit into that time period of kind of late medieval through to kind of the end 
of, I guess, black powder and sort of flintlock weaponry. Don't go too far into the future. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, looking towards the World War One and that kind of thing, you may be taking it too far out of the realms of possibility. But, you know, you know, do what you want. But uh, Four by four gl- gameplay by looks of it then, based on that pick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. well. That's certainly what they're suggesting for the the kind of basic sort of games, basic yeah. thing that they've put yeah. on there so far with the uh, army list and sort of quick start rules. It's sort of yeah. four by four, but yeah. I imagine yeah. people will do what they always do, which is immediately <laughs> more and more onto the table until they get up to a six by four and eight by four. Exactly, that, yeah. that is our nature. Yeah. Um, so the other the other game, or I guess you'd say idea that mm. I wanted to look at um, is uh, called Turnip 28. <laughs> what so, a turn up for the books. Exactly. <laughs> Before Lloyd. Yeah. Uh, so Turnip 28 is, again, a very interesting project that is kind of driven by uh, that kind of Blanchett to sort of grim dark thing by Max Fitzgerald. Um, and... Uh, I'm just going to read the kind of description that they put out for this as well, because this thing is the best way of summing it up. Um, so they said, really, it's a post-apocalyptic Napoleonic root vegetable themed war game <laughs> slash universe <laughs> slash community weird project thing, which I think is great. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so here you can see some of the miniatures that kind of push ahead that theme uh, from the gardens of Hecate uh, that, that have been done. And the, I think these are the ones that appeared in uh, 28 magazine uh, quite recently, mm. but um so this is a, I say, concept game project, which is kind of looking in that sort of Napoleonic era again. So it's sort of like that black powder once more, all 28 mil at the moment as well. And the idea is that it's kind of a ruined, dark, horrible, grim, dark again world that has been brought to life on the tabletop where it's really about faded empires, forgotten places, lost kingdoms, uh, and kind of armies that are just fighting because they think that there's nothing else for them to do. They are co- just constantly warring in this world of mud and blood and torture. And so all of these shining knights that you might know from medieval history and that kind of thing have been kind of reformed as broken, weird, twisted individuals with, yeah. as the name might suggest, <laughs> root vegetables pushing up through their armor <laughs> and breaking through their skin and all that kind of this, thing. This interview here over at Godhammer. Or yes, goon, goonhammer.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you want to go and check that out, go to Goonhammer. Yeah. So this is this is a really good showcase of a lot of the miniatures that have been done already by Fitzgerald yeah. and, and also some of the artwork. And as you can see, it kind of goes into that theme of sort of the earth has kind of found its way into people hmm. and become part of them, which I think is just fascinating. That's cool, um, isn't it? It's just yeah. concept sketches as well. If you go back to Goonhammer, please, Lloyd, and if you scroll down a bit further, you will hit um after the two concept sketches, a Napoleonic building, or that sort of era, that has been sunk in the mud. And that gives a rough idea of what's happened to the world as yeah. far as mud goes. Everything's got much bigger and much Back squelchier. to the mud, as they yeah. say in uh, First Law. Yeah. yeah. It's fascinating because in many respects, the concept art he's done for the world reminds me an awful lot of the concept art from Mordheim. Yes. Because yeah. Mordheim had... If people are aware of this, the catchphrase total fish attached to a games workshop when when it was being run past the managers, they kept going, it's totally fish. And if you go back and start looking at the artwork and the miniatures, you will find a lot of awful lot of them have got fish nailed 
<laughs> literally a whole fish nailed to a shield or nailed to a backboard or fish in their hand for no reason that's never explained it's well, a concept as well and yeah. likewise here we have turnips turnips yeah. swedes carrots imagine being yeah. a poor carrot battalion I, just, <laughs> I, can, I bet they can say well in the dark sir yeah. <laughs> that is true that's your night stalkers that's your your yeah, scouts yeah. <laughs> carrots yeah. It writes itself, really, the narrative. Yeah, it does. Kevin, Kevin the carrot should be aware. That's the, yeah. <laughs> we hop over onto the Patreon. Yes. Yeah. Turn up 28. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, this is this a fella here trying to buy his own face back? Yes, yes. He's trying to get it back, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, as the Patreon suggests, it's very much a one-man operation at the moment. Uh, and they are trying very hard to get through things, but a lot of, at the moment, I think a lot of it's based around um, kind of artwork and, and designs and aesthetics, but also putting together the rules. Um, you'll be very interested in this, uh, Lloyd and Jerry, I guess yeah. as well. The kind of base mechanics of the game uh, are going to be developed alongside one-page rules, who've done yeah. some amazing stuff with Grim Dark Future and Age of Fantasy. Really stellar, free rules for playing things like Age of Sigma or 140,000 perhaps. <sighs> Um, but they're also making this so it's a game that kind of has like a saga-esque quality to it. Mm. So that's one of the games that Fitzgerald really, really likes. And so they may use concepts like a battle board in this in order to control a lot of things like powers and abilities and the way that you activate troops and things, which would be really fun. More um, of a menu, really, though, with turnips. <laughs> yes, it will be a menu of different... <laughs> this is perfect it's for Baldrick. This is the... <laughs> it's Yeah, it's great. I imagine this is the Napoleonic era of Blackadder we never got to see. Oh, yes. yeah. The, yeah, the, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's just wonderfully mental. Yeah. Every bit about it is just so bizarre and fascinating and weird. Mm. And the idea that people are both turning into root vegetables and also, you know, crying out for protection with yeah. root vegetables is just yeah. surreal, I suppose, is the best way. Yeah. It's, a, it's a truly unique look at wargaming again that as i say at the beginning kind of goes back to that sort of blanchitsu era mm. where things are strange and weird and odd yeah. and and as you said more time and the kind of how in the the margins of those books they had just strange and fascinating yeah. pieces of like ink art mm. that it's, really drew you in it, the uh, it's, aesthetic it's definitely cool the route they're going with this oh there we go yeah. oh, god <laughs> He's he comes back like, uh, 15 minutes and he's already on it. <laughs> so, yeah, so there's the rules aren't out yet, but if people no. uh, sign up to the patron, then mm-hmm. the beta will be coming there shortly, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's 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 fascinating. And it, it really shows what an aesthetic can do. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Because both sludge and turnip, they have a very similar feel with that sort of Napoleonic meets medieval weirdness mm-hmm. but if you put them both side by side and just go what? which yeah. is which people would be hard pressed to pick them out based on the style of the the, the sculpting and the artwork mm-hmm. because it's so heavily influenced by john blanche mm-hmm. i'm just to show what he has done for that side of the hobby yeah, yeah. um love him or hear me he's very much a marmite character john mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but you know from the guy who brought you a commissar with a tap coming out of his eyeball yeah um you know he is certainly influenced he, he, a generation i mean more. He he was the effectively the vision behind what the adeptus mechanicus looked like now in in yep. 140,000 in, in, in essence as well as a lot of others he even had a hand in uh, the mortal realms and what's happening with Age of Sigma and how that developed and stuff as well so 
Um, although obviously that kind of art style has passed over a little bit more. But um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I would love to see John Blanche's take on the Idris Bar. It would be fascinatingly it, macabre. Probably <laughs> children yeah. just watch them cry. Crime real tears. Uh, but yeah, Sludge yeah. and Turnip 20 years. Mm-hmm. A pair of terrific indies. You can't get more indie than that. No. Exactly. To say. One of them's not even a, it's, it's almost more of a, an essence it, than it is. It's a concept. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's a nebulous <laughs> concept in the ether yeah. that anyone can join in with. So, folks, <laughs> uh, let us know what you think of Benjamino's picks for the week. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be right back with the news. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that sh- you love. It's the b- News. <laughs> so yeah, diving back into the news um, for tabletop gaming. Uh, and we have some awesome stuff from the folks at Battlefront Miniatures coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks. So the West Germans are going to be coming to World War Three. Team Yankee. Pre-orders are now available for the book, the starter set, and a bunch of other stuff as well. Um, So, yeah, so the new book uh, is on the way and is going to include all sorts of interesting information for those who want to dive in and start playing as the West Germans. They fight back against the Soviets in Europe uh, during this world that was not uh, in the Cold War gone hot. Haha, um, as it is the tagline and is often used. Um, as well as that, there is a new starter set, um, which I'm not going to even actually sod it. Let's have a go. Uh, <laughs> Panzer Alf, Alf Klarung's company. Panzer Alf Klarung's company. Yeah, yeah that'll do. Yeah, uh, which comes with uh, Leopard 2A5 tanks, Leopard 2, oh, Leopard 2 tanks, Marder 2 scouts, M109. 155 millimeter self-propelled guns, an M113 OP, and then a par helicopters, and also some tornado aircrafts as well. Nice. Now, I know a lot of people really, really like their leopards. Fantastic looking tanks. Very, very kind of near future design mm. to them, which I really like. And also tornadoes. Who doesn't like tornadoes? Uh, getting thrown into the mix as well. Uh, this is just people. The, people in America don't like tornadoes, Ben, because they tear through their towns and destroy. That is, that is very true. Yes, I, I shouldn't like have put a, Yeah, <laughs> at least one wicked witch came a cropper because. Of <laughs> <laughs> okay, so fair enough. Okay, Americans and witches don't like tornadoes, but yeah, the rest of us do. Um, so yeah, some awesome new miniatures coming our way. All going to be plastic in that set. If you go and check out, uh, they're also going to be doing a whole bunch of additional expansion boxes, which they uh, tend to do in the, in the following weeks and months uh, on from the releases like this so you'll be able to pick up basically all of the stuff that you'll need to play as west germans uh diving into this if you're interested in finding out a lot more about this um we're going to have some videos out on monday yeah. uh, where justin and john have sat down to go through the book and talk about what's presented in that and also talk about all the miniatures and what they like about it obviously justin and john love their tanks uh, and stuff like that so if you want to dive in and find out about modern warfare on the tabletop you can do that this is in addition to the videos that are coming out from Battlefront over the weekend, where they're going to be look, looking at this as part of their live launch. Um, so yeah. definitely go in and, and, and find out more about it if you like West Germans and want to learn more about the Cold War when things went awry. Yeah. So, yeah. They have a whole host of things coming. Um, and because they're in the future, I believe they start um, coming out with their stuff on Sunday. We'll see it yes. on sort of Monday, but it's a, a whole host of videos and articles. So there's, there's going to be quite a lot. This is a... A big launch that a lot of people have been waiting for the West Germans. So nice. Yeah. 
by the time you wake up on Monday, there'll be a host of stuff yes. to already have a, yeah. a look at, and then you can get stuck in with our stuff later on. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Right, so it's no surprise to anybody in here that I do like fantasy games. So when there is a witch-themed ball game that comes up <laughs> where you can cop spells and gather ingredients, the chances are I'm going to be up for it. Yeah. So uh, Witchstone, the ball game, is swelling its way onto the tabletop where players form a part of Mystical Witches Guild to pull magical energy into a mystifying Witchstone. So the upcoming mm. games comes from Hush. It's a German publisher. So I think I'm saying that correctly. Hush, Hush. I don't know if you've got a shout yes. in pure regression to be able to say something in German possibly <laughs> Um, but it's for two to four players and they'll take the role of sorcerer who is prepared uh, to wield all different types of mystical occult tools uh, I'm not sure I like this you're no. not sure why it's What's a board game about witches and I don't see a tornado anywhere <laughs> <laughs> Lord, that's the expansion that's the expansion oh, surely um... It's a um, double hex tile engine builder and there's a lot to keep on top of and to keep in mind before concocting some spells and some magic. So players are immersed into a thematic, fantastical story as members of the guild. So each player is required to occupy one of the towers, uh, which is surrounding the witch stone in the middle. And oh, that I keep harping on about. And um, players will compete with one another to rack up some of those victory points. So they earn victory points by using occult tools such as pentagrams, crystals, wands, crystal balls, scrolls, and they need to utilise their cauldron that's in front of them to complete a series of oh, actions. That's what this is. That's yeah, the cauldron. That's the cauldron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the cauldron. Uh, yeah. It's not Sorry, a tornado. I was no, I was kind of visioning some sort of alien rear, but no, no, it looks like a cauldron. <laughs> it's oh. a cauldron. <laughs> definitely, definitely a cauldron. <laughs> <laughs> they have to uh, put all of those bits into the cauldron. So whether it be using energy to concoct, uh, to connect other locations towards you, or move witches to ensure that you're gaining more victory points. So the points get collected from the hex tiles as they're placed in the cauldron uh prepping to turn into literal mm. chaos so the scroll cards will put advanced magic uh, skills to the test and then you further progress and the more challenging the game gets the deeper you go into the game as well and more to concoct so there's 11 turns or goes as you say lloyd i'm still sticking to goes goes <laughs> i'm adapting um but the winner it's it's 11 goes and as i said the winner can achieve the most victory points by the end of the game is the person who wins so it can take Ooh. about 40 to 60 minutes to get through depending on how many players are involved it's picture 12 uh, age 12 plus so it's a great family game Neat. and you can get your teams yeah. involved like as well yeah looks yeah. like there's a lot going on there is for, a lot for such on. a short time yeah. scale yes. of a game as well how yeah. long has it played over about 40 to 60 minutes mm. depending on how it can go up to 90 if you've got all your players involved i presume but it can it's quite a long game there's a lot going on um but there is it is quite fast paced uh, because Sounds you are cool. constant it uh, is pretty cool. Uh, Beside the tornado, it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. But if they do the tornado expansion, I'd be blown away. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, I, could see, I could see the grin on his face. Do you know what? It's, it. it's the smug coffee as well. It's well, <laughs> well, well. Um, I, will, but, I will say, the thing that looks quite nice about this is that uh, it reminds me a little bit of Quacks of Quedlingburg, if yes. you know that, which is kind of like a potion brewing game, which has kind of like a central... Yeah. Well, also sort of 
separate co- cauldrons as well but then this has got kind of like the other elements to it where you're kind of like mm-hmm. channeling the magics and stuff as well so very interesting if you're into quacks of quedlingberg which sounds like a nonsense name um, but, <laughs> uh, if you're interested in that this duck one looks like a, a, a it does one sound duck <laughs> you would think it is but it's more about sort of like quacks in the the, the, uh, the medical the, sense yeah. the doctor type yeah. the snake oil salesman yeah. styling the snake oil salesman <laughs> the yeah. game is out this yeah. month and personally I, I'd like to give this a go um, but the thing is as I said to you before I like to practice and that's why I like solo games because I like practicing before because when there's a lot of components involved mm. I want to be able to be good at this game before so I'm going to have to <laughs> practice with two players before uh, I go all the way up and I can smash everybody up on the full table there's no solo on this one is it it's just two no players. just two so I've got to play someone who's generally worse at me the ball game so I can at least feel good about myself <laughs> before getting into it but is yeah, it, it looks like fun. Is that the other half, though? He's going to be crap at board games. Oh, yeah, yeah. He doesn't play. He's on Call of Duty, and Me. that's about it. So. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so moving away from one fantasy world and into another, and Moonstone have some new pre-orders up um, for yes. Goblin King Games. So mm. they have a troop box coming for the La Chevult, who are a... Uh, and a bunch of ne'er-do-well witches <laughs> and, uh, and sort of the more mm, creepy, not quite undead, but weird side of Moonstone. And it's quite a weird mm. game to begin with anyway. Uh, so this box set will give you three new Malachite mystics. Um, now, one of them, uh, Gwendolyn, can actually be used by the Dominion as well. So there's, there's like three mm-hmm. factions in Moonstone. Um, but it gives you a couple of fairies and a fawn with a massive cowbell on the end of a flail. <laughs> um, and they are a terrific trio mm. uh, to be added into games. There's some stunning little abilities. I mean, the, the two fairies, so uh, Regan and Gwendolyn, have um, very card-driven powers where they get an extra arcane cards into their hand that they can keep on side. So it really pushes the idea that the fairies are incredibly strong, but they are the mm-hmm. very definition of glass hammers. They have a bit of damage reduction for both of them. But then Klaus, Klaus is just a darling. Uh, Klaus, <laughs> Klaus is a drunken fawn who hits people with a bell flail, which yeah. is always good to be seen. Yeah. Um, and in a Chumbawamba-esque <laughs> styling, he has a couple of abilities. One's called tub thumping, which is when you kill him, um, he flips a card, and if it's the catastrophe card, he is dead. But if it's any other card, he gets back up again with that amount of wounds. So he'll either have one, two, mm. three wounds, and that can happen every turn as he gets knocked down. Yep. He gets yeah. up again. You're never going to keep him down. Mm. <laughs> this is whimsy at its finest. Oh, very much. Oh, very it much really so. is. Doesn't yeah. he, he also has, like, is it Hold My Beer? Is he has Hold My yeah. Beer as yeah. ability as well, yeah. Um, <laughs> where, yeah, he can. Um, let me actually I've got the card here. I'll tell you exactly what it does. So all characters <laughs> within four inches of the pulse suffer one uh, catastrophe printed on their card. Mm. The Klaus player chooses the catastrophe if a character has several and the targets if required uh, and the order in which they come into effect. So he can run into the middle of a bunch of people and just explode badly all over them, <laughs> uh, because catastrophes are very bad in Moonstone. Now, it's, it's a delight. It's just an absolute delight yeah. to see anything coming from Goblin King Games. Uh, so mm. these guys are up on pre-order at the moment. Yep. There will be an unboxing coming within the next mm, two weeks, I think. Um, What's on yeah, the cards? Is there well, the, on the cards? 
So the cards, the cards are how you play the game. So the cards are their stat card. Nice. Mm-hmm. There is Klaus. Freeze now if you want to see what he gets. Uh, the blue dots <laughs> at the bottom are like his action tokens, and then the there are also his wounds. So he can take a load of wounds before he gets down to the blue. And when your wounds pass, um, then you run out of actions. So if I look at a fairy there. She has all the activations, but once she's taken three wounds, she'll lose two and be left with yeah. three for the rest of the game. So, um, is it when he gets down to having no wounds, so he explodes over people, or is that no, one? no, no? That's just something he can spend. Um, he can spend power on to do, uh, and although it's very expensive to do. Uh, whereas tub thumping, he he always gets to get back up again. It's oh, an odd phrase because oh, <laughs> yeah. it was that was the that was the name yeah. of the song, tub, tub thumping, thumping yeah. by Chumba Wumba. Yeah, we're gonna keep us down. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say as well uh, as you hinted as well. There's really, some really fun stuff coming up for Moonstone, and they're going to be coming to Kickstarter with the Arising, yeah. which is really awesome. Better so, than that, they're going to be coming to the studio. So we are being allowed to have people once again, um, rather than just having to lick Justin's head all the time. (laughs) So, uh, Tom, I've already sat down and had an interview uh, with Tom, which will be coming out in a few weeks um, in the run-up to the Kickstarter. But we're also going to get some Let's Plays in as well. So if people haven't seen Moonstone before, it'll be an opportunity to to see how that's going to go. And It made Jerry as giddy as anything. It's like, we can have people again. We can have a Tom. We can have Moonstone. I'm so happy. I went off to my little fairy world. Um, and, and it's, you know, it is a fantastic world if people haven't come across it before. Uh, yeah. Really lean into the whimsical, fantastical nature. But like proper fairies and elves and the little folk from Irish uh, mythology, they're capricious and vicious things. So, you know, it doesn't matter if it, if it happens to be a cutesy looking cockroach goblin or uh, a knight on a pug or a drunken landschnecht or a fairy or a fawn, you can sure they'll all stitch you up like a kepper yeah. if they're given <laughs> any any chance at all. So yeah, the yeah. Malachite Mystics adds a a new a new sort of boost to the Le Chivalt, uh faction for your troops in Moonstone. And um, I for one can't wait. I think I think you'd really enjoy Moonstone. Oh, yeah. I've been I looking at the, the miniatures yeah. and they are beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. They are stunning miniatures. It's right up my street. Very, also, very, very good. It's also nice because you don't have complex army building. Nice. You, you have a amount of figures you can take. Ooh. So there's no points. You literally just go, it's a two-player game. We're going to play with five figures in our group. I like that. It's a three-player game, so we're going to play with four, whatever it happens to be. Um, so it literally comes down to the synergies within and and the powers that they have. So you might go, right, well, I really want these in here. But in the Lash of Ult faction, for example, there's like a Strigoi. There's a little girl who's got a, a enchanted necklace, and if it gets removed from her, then she becomes a terrible evil witch That's until it so goes back cool. on. You know, the, there's just so much <laughs> depth is, within it. This is the worst thing about the weekender. We're supposed to come on here and show everybody else what's amazing. But then mm. we just always come on and like think, oh, yeah, after the weekend, I'm more than likely going to buy this. 
Have you not seen the amount of shopping Lloyd does during these shows? <laughs> It just goes add to cart, add to cart, and add yeah. to cart. Click, so, click, click, click. Yeah. So yeah, so that's uh, the Malachite Mystics. Very cool. And, uh, yes. Keep an eye out for the stuff coming for the arising in the not too distant as well. Perfect. Keeping in theme with fantasy, there is a new release uh, to, ready to dominate the tabletop for a song of ice and fire by Come On Games. So the Targaryens are prepping to dominate. So the Dragon Queen herself has stepped up to the challenge with three new dragons in tow. So the Queen Daenerys Targaryen in play on the tabletop is a threatening move, isn't it? it Very is. cool. Yeah. So imagine coming up against an army that not only has the head of House Targaryen ready to destroy a fuse to take down and the Dothraki and the Unsullied, but three dragons will be watching her every move <laughs> to which she controls Battle Commander. And I think that is incredible. So she's the ability yeah. to use Drakaris. We all know how well that can go, thanks to the demise of House Charlie. Ah, spoilers! But... Spoilers! <laughs> Have you not seen it? No. <laughs> you he's haven't. Never, he's never going to watch it. No. <laughs> Ignore him. Tell this us more about about... Bitey, Stampy and Scorchy. Mm. <gasps> Go and watch Game of Thrones. Uh, I think you're past the many faces thing. That's right. That's ages ago. That's years. <laughs> years, years, years. At the end of the show, and there was the whole big stink about the end not being very good. Yeah, that's yeah, no, no, it was because it was yeah, terrible. You want yeah, to stop yeah. round? Yeah. Mid midway through series seven, just stop. Yeah. Just so you can imagine what happened. If you're four seasons back, mm. people telling you the end really deflates your ability. <laughs> <laughs> Do Very I finish true. it? Yeah, always, but um, it boasts, it, it, these boasts a nice short rain blister in action ready to take hold of incoming soldiers. So after waiting long enough, Regal, Viserion and Drogon are out on the table. And I just want to say, look at the size of these dragons. Like they are huge they are pretty in cool. comparison to Daenerys. They are absolutely massive. And I really like the all different poses that they're in. But honestly, comparable to Daenerys, they are absolute beast to have out so no surprise that if the Targaryens are going to be on everybody's tabletop soon uh, for a summer ice fire um, but my initial thinking for dragons is that I can really see these being used in so many different areas on the tabletop as well yeah, they're going to get yeah. used in yeah. every game everywhere. Drogon <laughs> would make a pretty nasty uh, dragon touch D&D campaign absolutely but the thing, um, the thing that's nice about these as well just to remind people is that those are all one piece yeah. Oh, so you it? don't have to put them together. No. Yeah. No, simply you, you get you get that in the box and you just pop it out and start using it. Yeah. Which is oh. just fantastic for a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> I can yeah. see people buying this then who literally don't even play the game. Just yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So absolute impressive leaf. But alongside the Mother of Dragons coming and destroying hope of fear of any Lannister army is uh, some unsullied pipemen as well. They've made their way into the game too because, you know, yeah, Daenerys is definitely in need for some more backup this month, without a doubt. So, I quite yeah, like the look of, of those as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. call them pikemen by any stretch of the imagination because they've got spears. Does <laughs> <laughs> nobody at Kilmini or not know what a pike is? A pike by, other, by any other name is yeah. a spear. <laughs> Half a pike is a spear. In fact, a third to a quarter of a pike is a spear. Half That's pike. the size difference. Half pike sounds like a name from Game of Thrones, actually. Anyway, Half pike. My yeah. friend Half Pike. Yeah. It does, actually. I do like Some, with Somebody from River Run. <laughs> maybe they're maybe they're like some sort of constructor con and then they stick their pikes together their pikes to together. make a proper pike they vault on it creating a wall and whatnot yeah. they do um, these miniatures do create the wall uh, but 
I really like with the Song of Ice and Fire, all the miniatures are all different colours by a faction hmm. before you yeah, do paint yeah. them. So hmm. that does, I can imagine people that don't paint their miniatures have always hmm. got that. I've always got that. Yeah. If they do want to go straight to the tabletop, you can see what faction is where, defining mm. on the colour. But who would not want to paint these giant dragons? Well, yeah. exactly, yeah. Me, because dragons <laughs> are a pain in the arse to paint. <laughs> <laughs> I still have one that's been sat unpainted for, see, maybe two years. So <laughs> we all imagine oh, years. what we can do with these amazing dragons, <laughs> and then we all bail on them. <laughs> Look at that. Guy has sat here. It's one of the Reaper ones, and it's so cool as well. It's based on it the Larry Elmore cool. dragon. But you've based never... him, it, yeah. Has he been primed? No. no, no, he's still just bare plastic. Oh, <laughs> because yeah. if Any I indicate him up, uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> if I need, to, if I need something with a dragon in it, maybe. But yeah, yeah, yeah possibly. Shocking, shocking altogether. I know, I know. <laughs> we are too lazy. That's our problem. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of dragons that are never going to be painted, <laughs> um, the League of Infamy from Mantic Games is heading pre order. Oh, yes. So it's a semi cooperative slash competitive reverse dungeon crawler. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think that's probably the best way to, to start that and we'll break yeah. it down from occasionally there. cooperative as they say yeah reverse uh, as in you're you're crawling your way out of the dungeon no reverse as in you're the villains who've been sent oh. in to Miller all the good guys so for example in the the starter set for League of Infamy it's actually a elven keep uh, that you're going into where they raise things like baby dragons <laughs> and and it means because dragons are great, but only the elves have them, and they're not they're not fond of sharing. So they exactly a motley crew, not quite the A team, more like the D or E team, have been put together <laughs> and sent Suicide in, Squad sent okay. into their deaths, exactly like the Suicide Squad, to rob as many baby dracons as they can. And as That's you uh, as you go through, um, the scenarios sort of build until eventually you end up facing off against uh, an elven lord on a fully grown dragon, mm-hmm. uh, which is you know delightful um a really interesting mechanics as well from needy cat games so from the bear wizard and sophie um they've they've come up with a few unique things because you've got a mixture of the villains who are the players play off against a keep master so it's not solo um but you you know you are playing a one against many sort of thing but as they go through kicking open doors, murdering guards and stealing things. Uh, they set alarms off and the alarm tokens are used by the Keepmaster to either spawn more things or to do unusual stuff to uh, the villains as they attempt to to get in and, and get out with all the gold. Which means you've got this sort of idea that if you go in ham-fisted, you're going to have more and more things coming at you. If you try and go in quietly and slowly and not set off all the alarms, then it's going to take you longer to do it and potentially you're going to run into difficulties when you're trying to get out. And yeah. the whole time, you know that your friends are going to stab you in the back. So <laughs> it's not about doing the mission. It's about doing the mission and being the most infamous when you get out the other side. Yes. Uh, so you mm. really have to go, well, we could all get out together and I just have to share the infamy and that's a bit dull. Or... And hear me out here. I can shut this door in your face, leave you in the room with the baby dragons, and run. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good option to have. Yeah. Um, so I actually got my copy because I backed the Kickstarter on this. I got mm-hmm. my copy this week. Um, component wise, the miniatures are good. They're pre-assembled slash one piece. Uh, they are 
PVC plastic, um, which I know isn't everybody's cup of tea, well, but they've got a good level of detail on them. However, you will need to probably drop them into the water uh, to straighten some of them out because I've got there, some very bendy elves, but things like the Draken and the like a, are beautiful. There's a how to play video here from TNG Production. Yeah, yep. so that, that is pre Kickstarter. So there you can see that's in there. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this well, is pre Kickstarter. That's pre Kickstarter. There was a resin prototypes. So something's changed a bit. Uh, not massively. Uh, the little fat Draken baby there <laughs> uh, has got a massive overbite now. Everybody's oh. calling him Stephen. Oh, oh um, What's that? I'm so confused. <laughs> so, so very baffled. He does look a bit like a Stephen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's like that little you know, dog with yeah. Stephen. Um, I like the I like the twist on the format yeah. that you get with this, um, and, the, and I like that. Like I think when you when you look at not a lot of dungeon crawlers, you tend to have archetypes kind of built into what you're using. So you have dwarf warrior, you know, wizard, dwarf warrior, elven wizard, yeah. Whereas this, and especially because kind of the world of Kings of War, Panathoris, kind of a little bit more quirky mm-hmm. and very much got that mantic flavor to it. You've got all these interesting villains to play so you've got like a vampire a demon a goblin an abyssal dwarf and everything the demon is one of my favorite because the demon's actually a priest hunter so rather rather than a <laughs> witch hunter going around looking for demons, that is an abyssal who goes around looking Hunts for priests. Priest. That's hilarious. The back of the head. Um, and then there's also like a ratkin brute, so a, a massive yeah. a massive uh, bread slave monster is also sent along for fun and games. Very cool. So I mean a lot Very of the cool. stuff that we're seeing from this, um, if you're just playing it as League of Infamy, it's a really fun dungeon crawler esque competitive cooperative game. It's you know, it's it's really different and, and amusing in that regards. If you do play other uh, Panathor-based games from Mantic, then you've got these characters that you can either use in your armies or um, things like Vanguard, which is the skirmish yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. So there are a lot of things planned, some of which came out in the Kickstarter and some of which are going to be further down the line. So uh, Halflings, for example, are getting an expansion as our Trident Realm and the Halfling stuff, uh, which, oh, yeah. which is where you've essentially attacked a Halfling uh, keeper camp or, or whatever Brilliant. so there's a lot of halfling cooks and pop boys and stuff <laughs> trying to defend themselves so you're not you're not coming up against an army in this case you're Ooh. coming up against the people who are desperately trying to fend you off from out of their kitchen <laughs> so it's, it's very whimsical which would be slightly different than the halfling army which is due later on this year which is more like an army wow. so you, you, but you can still sort of mix and match and, and add these bits and pieces in there is this a collaboration with Needy Cat Games then? Yes. Needy Cat did, well, they uh, designed did the it, rules, yeah, yeah, yeah. they designed yeah. it, and, mm-hmm. and then Mantic uh, published. Same with Hellboy and, yeah. and that kind of thing. So. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So lovely stuff from the pair of them once more. Uh, so now we move on to some of the, the big news that we got from Games Workshop over the weekend uh, that I'm that no doubt you, you are f- fully aware of now, but <laughs> we're going to dive in and go, go through it all. So Age of Sigma, The Mortal Realms. Uh, it's been about three years, maybe a bit more. So probably about time for a new edition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, so Games Workshop are back with a new edition of Age of Sigmar coming up sooner than you'd think. Uh, the countdown, I think, was at sort of 18 days, a couple of oh. days ago. So coming so, up very, very yeah. soon. 
Have they just teased it? They haven't shown the cover or anything yet, or what's correct? They have shown the cover, which you'll be able to see video. later on. It's oh. not in that video, oh, but no. <laughs> <laughs> you'll see it further down the page. So, um, so the sort of main thrust behind this new edition is that it follows on from the Broken Realms and what has happened with the Soul Wars. So Bellacor has made his name uh, uh, in uh, in his own Broken Realms book and has basically changed things up where chaos have been able to create this storm above the mortal realms nice. that stops the stormcast eternals from returning home to azir uh, as they normally would do however don't worry because sigmar has hung out with his best mate grungni and has designed a new suit of armor that can be used in order to make sure that the stormcast get back to the realm of azir uh, just an excuse for new models recently uh, but the main new character is this new Celestant that is going to be joining the fray called Indrasta, who is the new kind of like spokesperson, I guess, for Sigmar alongside the Celestant Prime. And she is very much about hunting down the biggest, baddest demons, diving into the model realms and skewering them on the end of that spear. Um, also, if you want to have a model to represent Sanguinius on the tabletop in uh, the Horus Heresy, now you have one. Um, but <laughs> this is a very awesome looking new miniature clad in this new armor. They've gone away from the kind of light wings, which you saw in some mm. of the old yeah. Stormcast Eternal models, to now have proper full-on angelic wings for this uh, this lady in Drasta. And I think she looks pretty badass. I will also point out um she and I know Jerry well yes but also uh Jerry look at look in that tree there's a nice oh, little oh, tree there oh, oh, oh. Is it because there's, there's there's a there's a particular there's, little creature is there a tiny squirrel is there, there is a, a tiny <gasps> mutant squirrel on the tree that, the that looks like it would claw your eyes out <laughs> evil thing i've ever seen in my exactly. life yeah <laughs> mutant squirrel yeah. nice. i can't handle that. these big wings though you don't like them? No, big wings haven't worked for me since Dogma. Oh, right. <laughs> and they took them off, and then they got yes. these bloody stumps, and I'm like, yeah, oh, that is oh, no wings on things. They look yes. bad if you kill them. I have to say, I've much preferred those wings than the weird light-looking <laughs> things that they did for the original. Stormcast. Yeah, I kind of, I, I liked the idea, uh, but I am a big fan of angelic wings. I mm. think it's very cool. Um, yeah. In addition to Indrasta, we also got to look at the new Stormcast Eternal because, as I mentioned, they're going to be doing these new, this kind of new style of armor, which is designed to make sure that they can make it back to Azir with a little more purpose. Um, so there's two new sets of miniatures coming out as part of the starter set. Now, don't worry, this is not like Primaris. That's this isn't like a replacement for Stormcast Eternals that you've seen before. This because that's effectively what Primaris was. Mm. Um, this is just a new unit for within the Stormcast Eternal. So you've got the Vindictors here, nice. who are your kind of like phalanx units on the tabletop, come with spears and shields, as you can see there. Really liking the slightly more, um, I guess you say sculpted style to their armor, which is a little bit more body hugging. Um, yeah. Makes them look a little bit more like traditional knights rather than the kind of hulking Templars that we saw before. Um, very cool if you want to go for something that kind of got like a little bit more of that Greco-Roman style look to it, which I think is really nice. Sort of sort of dives into that kind of mythology and that kind of look. Or uh, for of, fans of Excalibur out there. Well, it looks yes. like Mordred. Yes. Yeah. He's one step yeah. away from stabbing daddy. <laughs> yeah, but because it hugs the body more, it actually looks even more Space Marine-like. Yeah, but that's probably the reason why. <laughs> I, I don't mind that. Just the fact that they've given them actual waists and hips yeah. now, because the, yeah. the previous Stormcasts were very thick. Oh, I don't have a problem with it. I'm just saying you could barrels. probably 
you could probably take these guys and do a bit of kit bashing then and get you could do. Cool and people have done that yeah, before yeah. for the dark mm. angels and black templars using stormcast eternals um as well as the vindictors uh, we also have the annihilators and i've got to say apart from the googly eye thing that you'll see in a second uh, that's actually just some some more of the vindictors for nice. the different chambers that you can check out there which is very cool um obviously going to come with lots of different options so you've got female stormcast in there as well which is nice lots of head options for bare heads as well as helmeted too which is good um, but yeah the other unit is the annihilators um now I, I can't get past the fact that someone on twitter put googly eyes on the bits above the chest here uh, and now i can't unsee it um Good. but beyond that i think these look amazing because i just love the fact that they they're carrying these those huge like thunder hammers I was effectively say, they are oh, the yeah. nicest assault terminators <laughs> you've ever done <laughs> exactly and they will be used as such by many many people yeah. uh very very cool yeah. obviously the hard hitters that you're going to be using in your uh stormcast eternals armies if you weren't hard hitters already um really really like the hammer design uh, i think the shield looks fantastic with that slightly more stylized iconography of sigmar on it um kind of reminds me of kind of like a poseidon looking version mm. of him which is really awesome uh sort of poseidon cross with zeus almost yeah. with, with sigmar there but very awesome i'll be interested to see more of the poses for the annihilators uh because this is obviously very much more of like a i'm standing here looking badass pose but it'd be wow. nice to have them sort of like swinging the hammers and getting ready to bring the hammer down and that kind of thing as well it'd be nice um, but yeah so in addition to the new stormcast eternals we also got word that there's going to be a new beastly foe for them to face oh this is the artwork from the front cover by the way lloyd so that's going to be the new uh, cover art oh that's nice um, now, I particularly like this because I think it does something that I think a lot of people uh, kind of, well, was one of the main reasons why a lot of people fell out with Age of Sigmar is that it wasn't grimdark. And I think yeah, this... The artwork and stuff was a yeah. bit too poppy. I think this goes a little bit more back to that kind of grimdarky, terrifying horror element of Warhammer that people have enjoyed in the past. And I've got yeah. veins of Diablo to this as well in the kind of art style, which is almost like Indrastra is sort of descending through the circles of hell to fight, you know, the devil and that kind of thing, yeah. which is really well, awesome. Well, Yog Shoggoth, the exactly, yeah. gate is yeah. behind her there. Exactly, yeah. Um, so they've definitely gone for an interesting new style to the artwork, which I think is really cool. And I'll be nice to see how that translates into well, um, additional yes, stuff in the future. A new style, but more of a traditional style. Mm. Yes. Yeah. If you're less, not less cartoony, I guess you'd say, more kind of as sort of looking pretty. back towards more traditional pretty art. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um we've also, as I say, uh, got this trailer for well, it's not really a trailer, it's more of a teaser for the new foe that they're going to face. So the the teaser trailer kind of talks about the fact that a lot of the new uh, edition of H. Sigma is going to take place in the realm of beasts. So Gur, uh, where a lot of stuff has happened for uh, Beastgrave and Diacasm and that kind of thing. And obviously the realm of beasts comes with Trogoths and Orcs and all sorts of different things, Ogres and the like. Of course. And it's where Kragnos has appeared um, from his um, prison to do battle with the mortal realms. But the interesting thing is, they said, a new breed of evil emerges. Breed? Now, I mean, immediately I thought, oh, maybe it's going to be trolls or goblins or something like that. But because they've mentioned fens and swamps mm. and oh. strange places in the world, I'm thinking we might see the return of the Famir. Now, <gasps> no. now, if you're a fan of old Warhammer, 
or maybe in the last maybe decade or say decade or decade or so, <laughs> uh, you noticed the uh, really awesome Vermeer miniatures from Forge World. Yeah, Vermeer are a kind of strange, one-eyed cyclopean race that dwelled within the fens and swamps of the old world and were there way before humans and the time of the elves and the dwarves. Uh, and they were a strange collection of mystical Celtic inspired creatures uh, that would dominate the land and sort of um, ambush people and drag them away into their swampy homes. Uh, and they had some very interesting figures. If you type Vermeer into Google, you will find all sorts of very strange artwork for them. Um, but because they had some, well, questionable law, I guess, uh, they, they tended to sort of drift off into the sidelines uh, of Warhammer fantasy and were never really seen again. Uh, they have existed sort of out there in one fantasy role play and they have popped up, as I say, from Forge World and, and stuff like that uh, over the last couple of years. But we may be actually finally be seeing the return of the Femir. Oh, okay. Well, how do you spell Femir again? F-I-M-I-R. F-I-M-I-R. I-R. Obviously, most people will know them from Hero Quest. Yes, they are one of the miniatures in that. But they were sort of an outlier in the Chaos Force. In fact, I think they were in Lost and the Damned. The, yes, I, I can't possibly, take my yeah. copy of Lost uh, and the Damned down because my yeah. microphone is hung up there. So, <laughs> shame. Otherwise, oh, I would be flicking through and pointing out pictures. But yeah, it'll be mm. fascinating to see if that's who they are. I, it, mm. I, can't, I can't think of who else it would yeah. be. Here's a blast from the past for you then. Yeah. A fire right. in the middle of a swamp. There we Ooh. go. That's the classic artwork for the Vermeer that was included in one of the Forge World books, I yep. believe that one was. Yeah, so. Hammer can. See, I've seen them a bit chunkier. Yes. Yeah, there are some slightly more bulky Vermeer out there as well. Um, if you, I'm, I'm trying to see if I can see on your screen uh, the Forge World ones, but. Um, I checked the Forge World site. They're not there anymore. Oh, well, they're not there anymore, no. <laughs> no, um, no, they're, yeah. They're... Uh, but as you can tell by the artwork, these are like old, old miniatures. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you but, uh, tread carefully around Albion. Yes. Because you didn't yeah. want one of these Serengeti swamp donkeys uh, coming yeah. up at you. There you go. Yeah, that's one of the Forge World ones. Yeah. Um, one of the interesting things about that, actually, talking about Albion, is that uh, if anyone remembers the the shadows, was it... Um, what is it, Shadows? Dark Shadows campaign, was that what it was called? I can't remember. Back in the day? Yes. Before Storm of Chaos, but it's they did a campaign that. back then which was all about Albion and uh, that sort of lost island. two emissaries, emissary of light and emissary of darkness. Yeah, the dark emissaries, the true sayers, and the fen beasts. Yep. And so people were thinking maybe they're going to be going down kind of that angle with this mm -hmm. and maybe oh, bringing that in as well. But um, Oh, so you get me all worked up and excited for the Femir and then give me a load of other oh, yeah. options that it might be. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think it... Fembeasts, <laughs> yeah. the thing with Fembeasts were they were um, elemental constructs yes. from the By swamp the rather, than, stuff, yeah. Yeah, rather than actual creature. Right. So if there's, no, if there's no magic to get the swamp to get up a walk, then, you know, they, they just stay swampy. Yeah. Um, so I think the fact that they're going a new breed I think Vermeer makes more sense. I think it'd be really cool. Um, um, yeah. Also, my Vermeer are, have suffered lead rot, uh, <laughs> which is oh no, the only thing in my <laughs> only thing in my collection that <laughs> suffered lead rot, and it makes me a sad. Oh man! So, so I don't have any Vermeer. Yeah, uh, New Age of Sigma edition is coming, uh, and obviously maybe the Vermeer. 
you can let me know in the comments down below if you want something else to be popping up. But um, I think it would be very, very awesome to see them do that. Although Games Workshop have disappointed a lot of people over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> so, oh, particularly yeah. like the yeah. Plastic like, Thunderhawk. Uh, the Plastic Thunderhawk. That's that's the size of it's an eight mil Thunderhawk because you know yeah. why do one in twenty eight mil? But, yeah, you no, say right. that a lot of people have bright like gone. Phew. Saved the bear. I mean, yeah, people have been delighted with all of the Sisters of Battle releases, you know. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. yeah. We're going to reveal some new models for 40k. Yeah. 90% of them you've seen before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can have 12 heads. <laughs> but yeah, uh, some really cool stuff um, popping up um, for Age of Sigmar there. Um, We've got some more Sigmar stuff. Yeah, yeah. So sticking with Age of Sigmar, this week pre-orders go live for the Soulbite Gravelords. Um, so we looked at them in the past, uh, but we've got some new um, stuff for them. So Pre-orders. Yeah, yeah. Wing. Get it from store.com. <laughs> you know what makes sense. You know what yeah. makes sense. Uh, so we're going to be seeing the release of all the core units that you'll need to start building up your aristocracy of the night. So you're going to get your dead walker zombies, which are going to be popping up, uh, as you can see here, after the battle tone, which is available mm -hmm. in many different flavors, digital and physical and limited, if you're so inclined. Uh, but yeah, I you're like get... limited. I have to admit, I do like limited. That's kind of cool. I, I do like full art things. Uh, I think full, it'd have been even cooler. Full bleed, is that what they call it? Full yeah. bleed? Yeah. It'd be even cooler if they just didn't put anything on it, just had the artwork. Yes. The artwork, yeah. that yeah. would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's on the side, you don't need it on the front as well. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Bet Brillo will take that off. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, as long as, alongside the book, you're going to get the new Deadwalker Zombies, which is a new plastic kit. Yeah. Uh, sans coffins on the... Well, not coffins. Sans tombstones on the back mm. of their heads, apart oh, from a few of them there, which is cool. Um, no, they'd be excellent for Clever twenty eight. Turn up twenty eight. Yep. Wow. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'd be very good for that, especially with all the roots mm. uh, blasting through their bodies and stuff. Yeah, uh, we've also got the return of the death rattle skeletons, which I know you were quite fond of, uh, Lloyd. Oh, look at them! Yeah. Look at that big they bunch of them. Right. Yeah. Like, that's impressive as a big grouping. Oh crap! They're gonna squeeze some money on me. <laughs> <laughs> you were, you were, da you were uh, dabbling in the idea of doing an undead army, weren't you, back in the day? So I have undead. I've bought loads of undead. No bat wings. I've just not done anything with them. So. And, uh, <laughs> no, they had they were covered in bat wings, and I went off uh, bat wings. No so bat I wings here. So I never cool. built no. things. No GW is gonna squeeze something out of my flipping wall. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and then, as well as the death rattle skeleton. We also had, saw the return of the Blood Knights uh, to come back out as part of this pre-order. So if you wanted to see the kind of like new look Blood Dragons effectively, then you've got these ones. Oh, now, it has been right. pointed out... They're too spiky for me, so I'm safe. <laughs> <laughs> it has been pointed out, they might look like normal cavalry, but these are like monstrous beasts that they're on. And in some of the artwork, the Blood Knights are huge compared to mortals. Really? Um, so if you wanted to go for sort of big deadly looking monstrous vampires then you've got these to play around with which is pretty awesome um and as we saw in a preview image from last week uh the fell bats are also coming out um this weekend for pre-order so if you want to add some big um fluttery bats in to get lost in people's hair uh then you <laughs> spread corona yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, my, my one down the market and you've got some uh, just uh, just to hang them up around the house and now <laughs> <laughs> the wife when she's not expecting 
<laughs> expensive uh, pranks there, but yeah. Uh, we also got a couple of new characters. Um, so the Vampire Lord, talking of bats in hair, oh, yeah. uh, is available. Although, as I pointed out in the article, I don't think there's anything about this model that could particularly say that it was a lord or a lady. I think you could probably get away with both. The, the face is rather androgynous, mm. so you could probably yeah. play around with that and get stuck into it. So, yeah. Very awesome new on-foot Vampire Lord. And I'm not making it up. That's actually the title of the model. It's not some weird thing. It's Vampire Lord, which is crazy. But yeah. Uh, it's so like a um, yeah. dark version of Sleeping Beauty. Do you reckon those bats braid his hair for him? <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Very scary. I think that's now definitely canon. Uh, <laughs> I imagine that that hair piece joins at the widow's peak, <laughs> which means if you don't like that, Leave the hair off, just just green stuff. Well, if you don't have a spare spare head, you could just green stuff, regular hair on there. I don't like the bat thing best at times, but this is bat crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm with Jerry on this, green stuff that head or swap it. Actually, I'm not with Jerry on this because I would never buy that model, that particular one's too batty for me. (laughs) Too batty. Too Too batty, batty. too spiky. Unlike these things, oh, these are amazing. Yeah, These are very much based around the idea of the kind uh, the models that we saw from uh, Curse City, and uh, as last week when we discussed these, uh, they very much got that kind of slightly more um, Eastern European mm. um, sort of look to them, oh. which I think is really awesome. Uh, very Perfect cool. for somebody doing like a Slavic themed yeah. Russ Age of Magic army. <laughs> could be, could be. That's a Slavic themed sort of saga army, and then these could be like after they've died after the battle and been raised up. Uh, yeah. So I send them in, and like three years later, they come back dead. Well, yeah. alive, but dead. <laughs> un, un, undead. Undead. Alive, undead. undead. Uh, uh, I just wanted to point out as well, so as well as the Vampire Lord, there's also the big new monstrous character as well. So you've got Laukavai has been uh, added into the mix. Her kit also makes the Ben-Gorian Lord, which we looked at last week. Um, but this is your new kind of Vamptor, Baktor, Baktor yeah. Yeah, uh, creature coming into the battle. I've I've studied this miniature over the last week or so because mm. I was like, do I like it? Do I like it? And I came to the conclusion that I actually do. Um, it, it's it's weird, but in a really awesome body horror way that I think is just fantastic. Um, the only thing I would maybe do is add m- uh, more armor to the rest of the body because it doesn't make sense for me, at least, for the top half to be armored and yet the Yay. rest of it not. Um, even if it was just like a, a the vampire, you know, you cut by cutting the head plate. off. Yeah. Cut the head off or stick it through the heart. So imagine the heart is in the human esque torso. So yeah. the rest of that's just filled with nonsense. I guess so. yeah. nonsense magic. Yeah. Uh, uh, do, you remember, do you remember the old Shagoth? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's very similar to that now. Look very at similar. it, the hind legs because uh, the the Shagoth dragon ogre had yeah. had tiny little bat wing, like little T Rexy really? arms halfway up that yeah. most people didn't even notice, <clears throat> and then had its own massive arms at the top of the torso. So yeah, it's probably all to do with moving at speed. Because mm. it can gamble forward. This creature looks like it'd mm. be moving pretty quickly. Yeah, that's the that's the thing that I, I like about it. That body horror element of it, like if when you genuinely think about how this thing moves it would be terrifying yeah i mean admittedly it's a big vampire so it would be terrifying but uh also a monster at the same time that the shape like that is just such an odd style of creature but yeah uh, i think that's pretty good um, so many eyeballs are going to be removed 
<laughs> I'm just going to bend down to get a model's eye view. Ow! Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Good, good thing for glasses, yeah. Uh, <laughs> always nice when you're a nerd. Um, but yeah, uh, as well as all the models, you're going to be able to pick up new dice, which will go within 10 minutes, war scroll cards, which will also go within oh, 10 cool. minutes, uh, and additional bits and pieces for death players. Um, all make this sure weekend. Those out. All this weekend. Pre-orders live Wing. on yeah, Saturday morning. So, Store.ontabletop.com <laughs> And then we finish off because we couldn't not uh, with the announcement that uh, one forty thousand is finally, thank God, getting new orcs. Uh, oh, so, do they uh, need them? I, I, I think there are many people in that community who would say yes, including Sundancer. <laughs> uh, but the big snagger orcs are coming to the tabletop as part of a new limited run set to begin with which will include all of the new miniatures that are available for them uh, in addition to a couple of new characters. So the Beast Snagger Orc box comes with a whole set of new boys. Uh, there are unfortunately some dupes in there, which is a bit annoying, but you know, mm. I guess it's the initial release of these. So what are you going to do? Uh, you can always kit bash them, as is the way with Orc players. Uh, so you got all the new Orc boys there, which are the Beast Snagger Orcs. You then got the Squig Hog Riders, which you can see at the bottom, who yeah. are their kind of big hunters that go uh, looking for um, knights and massive monsters, alien creatures to take down. I imagine there's lots of big tyranny beasts that they'd love to kill. Uh, and then you've also got uh, an, an orc knob on, on top of one of the squig hogs uh, with a kind of more kind of like uh, bionic arm, which I think is really awesome. Yeah. And then there's also uh, the return of a very old model uh, that has been given a little bit of glam up called Zod Grob Wartsnagger. Uh, so you can see one of the knobs there. We'll get to uh, Zog Grod, Zod Grod in a minute. Um, but something that was interestingly pointed out in the interview for these uh, is that they were like, why are there so many bionics? Why are there so many bits and pieces? Uh, and someone was, uh, well, one of the designers was actually saying, well, it, when your entire philosophy is based around hunting massive, huge monsters, and you're also using squigs to a, you know, the nth degree, you're going to lose limbs. And so that's why they have so many bionics built into their, cool. uh, their characters. Um, that Zogrod there that you were looking at before with the wild hair, he's actually based on a very old model that mm. I, I also linked in the running order that you should be able to check out uh, to see the old model. Um, oh, I do have that. Yes. Yeah, this, yeah. Here you go. That's the old model. No way. Uh, so the cool thing about Zodgrod, right, is that most people give Gretchen's Grots a hard time and mm. they think they're worthless. Zodgrod was not of that persuasion. Zodgrod was very much of the, uh, the idea that these Grots and Gretchens could do a hell of a lot of good if we just gave them the right training. <laughs> and so back in the old days, he could give a unit of Grots and Gretchen uh, rules to make them basically elite versions of themselves to use on the tabletop. Um, so if you're interested in maybe playing around with them a little bit more uh, and adding more Gretchen into your force, then you can definitely do that. Which is I remember right, though, that was like elite meant they went up to weapon skill two or three yes, yes. depending whether yeah. it's not links or, yeah. or it's, it's elite in the gretchen term yeah <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, it's not yeah. elite yeah very very cool uh looking miniatures there i will also point out maybe we can see it in the big full version of that image uh, there's a really fun little guy in the bottom right-hand corner. Yeah, I know. If you want to zoom awesome. in. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that chap there is a little tiny grot who's on a squig that's got like a wheel. <laughs> like the one behind him, the big yeah, version. So it's yeah. it's like the old cyborg with mono wheel. 
Yeah. Unicycle, um, but... But some very, very awesome little miniatures there. Uh, and that was effectively one of the favourites of the mm. of the weekend alongside the crab that we saw last week for the Ideneth Deepkin. And uh, uh, everyone was like, don't care about the rest of the models. I love the crab and the the uh, the grot, the Gretchen on the back of a wheelie, a wheelie squig, wheelie call it. Yeah. So, yeah. You just need to get a Gretchen and put it on the back of one of the big ones yeah. for your yeah. Mandalorian-esque moments. Exactly, so yeah, I have yeah. spoken. Yeah. This this is Dawei. There you go. Um, so as well as the uh, Beast Nangers, we also got this look at one of the new models. So this is the War Boss in Mega Arm that's going to be coming out. <laughs> Love the Gretchen on the back with the gun. I think that's a really awesome idea. He's probably seen a towel uh, like battle suit with like really cool weapons on its shoulders and gone, I want to be like that. <laughs> uh, and I think it's really cool. Um, very, very orky. It's a shame the pose is as static, I guess, as it mm. was. It would be nice to maybe see him kind of raising the axe up or like running forward yeah. perhaps as well. Um, but yeah, hopefully it'll be one of many that's coming out. They also did say that the Beast Stagger Orcs that you get in the box, this is like 40, 50% of the Orcs that are coming out in the near future. So if you're looking at these and thinking, oh, I like these, but I prefer them to be more Orcs based on the original sort of look of them from 140,000, there are going to be lots, lots more coming in the future. I will also say though that the codex that you get in the Beast Stagger box is the actual orc codex now obviously that set is limited run and that means that that codex is also limited oh. so if you are looking for the new rules for the orcs you may not be in luck for the next couple of weeks uh however a lot of people online have been speculating that maybe games workshop may have learned from their decisions in the past and they may also release the normal codex alongside this one in the coming weeks uh, just to make sure everyone is happy although who knows we shall see <laughs> time exactly. will tell exactly. they did it with the sisters they did it with sisters they did um, it with the lumineth realm lords the people the, had to kick back and wait three yeah. months or so for the the, the thing that's version. the thing that's interesting about that though looking back at those is that with the lumineth realm lords and the sisters of battle all of those new miniatures were to effectively start the armies hmm. whereas with mm -hmm. this one this is a section of a large army that already well, to a, to a greater extent, exists within the world. So it's a little bit of an interesting one because there are people that didn't have Lumineth armies beforehand and there are people that didn't have Sisters of the Battles armies because they were all available in metal or flying cast blur uh, back in the past. Um, whereas this one, people definitely have lots of orcs. <laughs> yeah. And they would be very much clamoring to get their hands on codexes, especially people in the tournament scene and that kind of thing because that's all starting to fire up again. And other people have been like, it's really annoying that my friend could have the codex, but I couldn't and that kind of thing. But yeah, we shall see how it works out. Um, regardless, it's just nice to know that there are finally new orcs coming to the tabletop. Yeah. Ding! Fascinating <laughs> stuff. Where's the flipping towel for goodness sakes? Not the towel, crute. I want the crute for goodness sakes. Hey, crute. <laughs> you can make your own crute army. Yeah, there's enough crute to do crute army now. There's very limited options in the crute. Oh, very limited. You have to do well, a lot of flipping work yourself to try and make a really cool crute army. You do a lot of work on your normal medieval guy, on your Dark Age guys. You and that's and why I never get and... anything finished. Oh, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're just looking for a one-stop shop. What yeah. budgie? What yeah. dogs? I, I will say, thing. all this talk about orcs has made one of my friends get really back into 40k, and they've already bought loads of orcs, bits and pieces. Yeah. And they were like, hey, come and join me on this quest into the grimdark future. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I have spent the last two days <laughs> looking at the rules and going through all of the uh, Eldar stuff, um, because I am now teetering the edge, on the edge of making a Ayanden Wraith Guard army, which is not good. 
but yeah shocking <laughs> yeah because he was like I've got no one to play with <laughs> shut oh, up <laughs> got to get Curse City through yeah. with yet Ben yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm still working on that I'm painting bats that you... I've got bats coming out of my arse at the moment <laughs> I love the fact that he's gone, I'm going to do massive thumpy orc army and mm. you've gone, I'm going to pick the smallest, most elite force I can yes. find. Because I was thinking I could paint the, I could paint Iron Den Wraithguard with just contrast paints and it would be perfectly quick and mm. easy to do. So, yeah. yeah. You've justified it already. No, I have. <laughs> it's annoying. I, in every conversation I have with him, I am justifying it further and further towards being reality. So, yeah. Shocking. <laughs> shall, we, shall we move away from the news before you cave in? Yeah, before I buy it? some Wraith Guards. Yes. Yeah, you do go to buy though, Ben. Swing. <laughs> exactly. Of course. Yes. Let's go to store on top. <laughs> we will be right back with a look at the world of 3D printing. So in keeping with my love of 3D printing, <laughs> we're going to be taking a look at On Myoji. On Myoji. On How Myoji. I'm going to go with this. Uh, it's Stanislav uh, Kutsinovs. Um, I suppose his my mini factory page is a wealth of 3D printing things. Oh, yes. Yeah. Now, I stumbled across them while looking for 10 mil fantasy bits and pieces for Fantastic Battles from Irregular Wars. Uh, <laughs> and I was and then I was blown away. I was like, oh, this is amazing. And then I went, what else has he done? Yes. And at that point, it was like, A billion oh, things. He's done <laughs> everything. Yes. I've been directed here because you said, don't go to the store because there's like 500 objects. Go yep. to the collection. So that's mm -hmm. why I... So, so as you can see here, he has... Sci-fi, human fantasy, animals, including sort of anime, cat girl type things, undead, military. It goes on and on and on. But if we kick off with War Master, now I will say, don't click on the picture because you'll be tempted to click on a picture and it will bring you straight to it. Uh, down one more. Click on the actual War Master name. Anyway. Wow. Wow. So yeah, I I discovered. Uh, the fantastic looking set of 10 mil chaos-esque figures these are amazing they're cool aren't they <laughs> they are but better than that and we'll get to it in a minute because i'm sure free will love this you have this whole setup <laughs> of um of uh not standard cultists so you've got these sort of arabian or slavic-esque sort of human cultists rather than just the big muscle-bound ones that you mm -hmm. had but at the same time you still have the the very distinctive chaotic looking and very much leading towards um nurgle however in amongst this there's also things like naga so for people who know their uh their fantasies who snake warriors snake stuff, warriors yeah. yeah which you don't see that often no. Um, oh, cool. And obviously, GW have gone Naga esque with some of their. The Daughters of Cain. Yeah, stuff yeah. for the Daughters of Cain. Yeah. So it's you're seeing things like that appearing in, in 10 mil now. Or, 10 if people mil, wow. or if people want to play, you know, Warcraft mm. on the tabletop, do your elves. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the Dwarven Spearmen was the first unit I saw, um, <laughs> um, which are. Your slightly more chaotic ones uh, with the frowny faces on their shields. 
they're so grumpy. And those and exceptionally grumpy. sharp spears. Oh, <laughs> so spiky. Yeah. At least, because they're 10 mil, you won't put anybody's eye out because, you know, True. you'd have to put your nose to the ones and your nose hits the mat. <laughs> Imagine. You know you're in danger. Now, but my, my personal favorite within the 10 mil stuff for free here is if you go down to the left and then that second from the bottom on the left, click on that and it is I've a, just seen the name <laughs> a war master chaos pony set in 10 mil <laughs> fear fear the friendship huh? i'm like i'm speechless <laughs> Bet you didn't I mean, imagine that you were going to see that today they could be terrifying at the same time though yeah oh yeah mm. I, also the way they're sculpted you can't really tell what's going on with some of them yeah i don't i don't think all of them have skin. I think some of them just have the musculature. That's so there, cool. Which it's is just even creepier. Oh, yeah. It's mm. just, yeah. I had a song for my little pony. It was my little pony, skinny and bony. <laughs> and this is right up with it. They, they are right, right up there. Could be scaled, could be I clad mean, in latex and leather, or could be skinless. The choice is yours when it comes to latex anything. clad ponies. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, look, look at the big tall one in the middle of the, the grip there. I mean, that could be scales, but it could equally just be some sort of metal leather pony. It is yeah. somebody's kink for sure. Yeah, bondage mm -hmm. pony. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's all great. All great. <laughs> I mean, you pitched this really well. I mean, it got oh, it got yeah. really cute and it got really grim really quickly. And that's oh, right that's, up my street. That's what we that's for. That's perfect. It's so a bit like them wheelie guys from Return to Oz. Oh, yeah. Oh, the wheelies were particularly, yeah. You paint them up like the wheelies. They were terrifying until you realized that once you hit a set of steps, they were done for. <laughs> you know, but the rest of the time when they were wheeling about, that was just mm. terrible. Um, but coming away from the 10 mil uh, and back to his. Oh, uh, oh wait, no. Birdie, birdie women. Oh, harpies. 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 There are a lot of harpies. And there's, you know, there's, there's uh, Pyramid Garden, sort of undead um, Empire of Stan type of things. It looks like they're all on strips rather than individual. Uh, they, they are all based for War Master. Right. So, yeah. so they're two strips per 20 mil by 40 mil base. Mm -hmm. um, if you play War Master, you'll know. If you, if you play other 10 mil fantasy stuff, like I say, I'm. I'm looking at them for fantastic battles. <laughs> um, basing is up to you, so you can cram a base or make a big base or, you know, go go nuts. Very cool. Um, Human Empire is worth having a look at um, because it's it's Top fairly row. comprehensive. Thank yep. Uh, as far as the sort of the fantasy side of things oh. go. And there's some nice bits and pieces in here. And it tends to do things in themes. So like around Halloween, you'll get lots of witches and stuff. Um, the, the kids... Are particularly good from winter with their snowballs, or in one case, a, a massive, massive snowball. <laughs> uh, I imagine he's not going to be throwing that, but possibly dropping it off a roof or a balcony on the side. He looks sinister, that child. Oh, well, all the the mortar of uh, snowballs. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and again, in the in the Warcraftian kind of way, there's a female death knight who looks not dissimilar to like an Arthas-esque. Um, Warcraft oh, yeah, yeah. creature, so excellent for undead or for any yeah. sort of a vessel or chaos faction as well. Very nice, very nice. Mm. I like them I a lot. Right. Um, <laughs> and when you start getting further down, I mean, this is one of the largest collections. Although some of the pieces will repeat because you know if if, if there's a, a witch in this collection, uh, and there's another collection later on that's based on that, you'll see them. But you start to hit after the sort of standard um, 
warriors and fighters and that sort of thing. There's like civilians, so you have Lord jesters and clerics and bakers and butchers and candlestick makers and all sorts of that. <laughs> I haven't seen a candlestick maker, but I'm not saying I'm not saying there isn't that butcher one. town folk. Yeah. Does what it says in the tin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, he's got a ham. He's he's doing well for himself. I, I like him. Um, Discworld fans as well should keep an eye out for things like the old wizard and particularly the tired wizard who just is one wispy beard away from being a rinsewind, spelling wizard with all of the Zeds. Oh, very cool. And we are coming up to the glorious <clears throat> 25th. Just saying. Truth, justice, and hard boy. Don't know. Straight. <laughs> Man, is that a nice stack of stuff in here? Yeah. yeah. It's a nice selection of stuff that could be uh, used for role play things as well, which is nice. Definitely. So, yeah. Oh, that plague doctor's nice. Oh, the play, there's a few plague doctors, yeah, creeping around with their masks on, being uh, COVID aware. <laughs> Already. I do like a good witch hunter as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, there are orcs. Uh, we've talked about orcs already, but they're fantasy orcs, mm -hmm. um, which are very Warcraft-esque. Um, Where are they? No, I'm just just getting that for you now. Also, <laughs> do you want to have a look at the dwarves while I'm finding exactly where the orcs live? Yeah, so does, the dwarves and ends in half league section. <laughs> does Ben want to look at the dwarves? Yeah, you know, he might. Oh not my have, He might have said no. The dwarf <laughs> with the minigun. Dwarf pirate. Yeah. Dwarves aren't just, you know, hanging around Christmas. in the mountains. Uh, oh, for Christmas. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that guy's awesome. Very cool. Very much like a, especially with that first guy, again, a little bit more of that World of Warcraft style. Yeah, look to for him. sure. Well, that was, yeah. that's a gnome, isn't it? But yeah, uh, like there a are and stuff, but, yeah. many things like that. There's um, a panda shaman and a panda monk as well, which are very, very cool. Warcraft esque also. Mm. Good old Pandarans, yeah. You do know that I want to look in the animal section, don't you guys? Well, it, <laughs> it also contains things that are not dissimilar to Redwall in there. <gasps> He's still my little, beating heart. <laughs> <laughs> little mice fighters and wizards. It's the dwarves. Get off these. I want to go and look at the animals. Us. Let's go. <laughs> animals. It's also got cat ladies in it for Justin. Yep. So, yeah, so. There's your panda shaman up the top. Oh, I mean, yeah. Rattle. Could have came right out of... Uh, it's not basic. I think that yeah, is just big chain, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 I'm trying to 360. He's breakdancing. Wow, I've got off that. I can't do that. <laughs> Very yeah, nice. Cool. Comes out quite nicely in the print as well, the example there. Yeah. yeah. They are very uh, Warcraft, aren't they? Yeah. Very, very. I could see those being dropped into something cyberpunky as well, maybe, yeah. or like a, something a little bit more shadow runny, perhaps. That'd be cool if so, you're into that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, Rat Warrior. Yeah. Well, I don't run up against the Rat Warrior. They'll have yeah. all your tiny miss, <laughs> tiny I little miss. This is the one. Look, at the elephant there. guy. Look how big that. are they though? That's the one thing I want to know. It's a 3D print, so how big do you oh, want well, to print? Oh, yeah, it? true. Yeah. You could print tiny ones, Ben. Yeah, you could tiny elephants. elephants. Tiny oh, elephants and massive it. mice. <laughs> oh, yeah. mice revenge. Yeah. Genius. Like <gasps> Look at Portals. those little mooses. 
<laughs> oh wow, they're Those adorable. Are adorable, yeah. Jinx. But <laughs> yeah. You can tell oh, wow. we like the same miniatures, Ben, really. Yeah. <laughs> very, very harsh. Uh should we have a quick look at the orcs before yeah. we will do, but look at this though. He's our absolute get. He's, he's poisoning his knife, yeah. Uh, he's clever. He knows he's smaller than other things and yeah. therefore has to deal with them. Catch him in the long grass, cutting some ankles. Like <laughs> yeah, just hamstring and run off. <laughs> oh, there's a shark warrior with a poon gun. Oh, my days. There, there's multiple shark warriors and they are all brutal Ooh. looking. Street sharks. Rat assassin, assassin. <laughs> <laughs> So orcs then? Do we have any yes. orcs? Yeah, so, yes. orcs. so if, you, if you go to tribes. Tribes. On the main page, yeah. Mm. So just below animals in the middle there. Boom. Oh, very nice. And as you can see. They're different. They're warcrafty, aren't they? Very warcrafty. Yeah. Very much so. Very nice. Which has I like that, those oversized weapons and stuff. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, brutal and brutal deluxe. He's he's one step away from being. Um, Got his face mask on. Yeah, the, <laughs> the Earth Dragon, Deathclaw, but he's not thankfully. But really nice to see, and they have that Warcraft esque aesthetic where mm -hmm. the men are big brutal slabs of meat, and then the females are more feminine and less like a wall of muscle coming at you. But, but still uh, a wall of muscle. Body, but still a wall of muscle. Builders. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's less wally. Oh, wow. It's big it's like my cousin and her husband. <laughs> They're both bodybuilders. Was ripped. Christ. Has he got a cigar? No, no, no. <laughs> no, it's just I was plastic. like, wow. Well. <laughs> and the ogres that we saw before. So. Mm. Yeah. yeah, like I say, some things repeat. Now, I will say, if people are interested, he has a section called Free. Um, which has nothing to do with free, apparently, but <laughs> everything in it is free. Um, oh, so cool. it's older sculpts uh, and different sculpts. So there, are, there are busts and stuff. So if you go right to the bottom, um, so you can pick up some things. And you can see no, there's quite a selection. You can see, you can see it, but, oh, there's a lot. There's a progression in his his sculpting. So yeah, some of these are a little more static. Some of them are made to be printed without supports. There's a um, cigar smoking. Dwarf Tiny. with two pestles there, who looks like Lemmy, um, which is just amazing. Um, and uh, an evil monster bunny. Uh, that <laughs> rabbit is dynamite, along with a holy hand. I mean, that's great. Um, so, if people are interested in getting some of his stuff and having a, a wee shifty at us, um, I believe that is the way to do it. Very nice. Yeah. Especially things like that panda monk, for mm. example. Things that are a little bit borderline as far as uh, IP goes, I think, are in here. Because then if he was selling them, he would get raffle stomped and not too, you know. There's even a, a Mysterio for uh, fans of Marvel. <laughs> I left that section, but he is there because I yeah. want to have a look at these guys. My first flair. Very cool. Gosefs. Everybody likes a squid face man. Dr. Zombie. You're, you're lurking through the monsters, are you? Yeah. Drop them into your board games and stuff. They'd be pretty cool. Yeah. There's a couple, another couple of mind flares are coming up. I think these are cool. They are very cool. And there's a, an interesting little 
um, chest pack in there as well for your your gaming. So there's a locked chest, an open chest full of gold, and one that's just a mimic. Uh. <laughs> Which is, you know, if you're going to get that, is a great set of chests to get. Um, coming at you like Cleopatra, <laughs> as I believe the kids say. I really like the idea of putting together a room in a dungeon delve that is just a mimic. The the room is the mimic, the whole... and every and everything in it is a mimic. So when they go in and the wizard like touches the shelf and it comes to life and starts biting his hand, and then they stumble back into the bed and the bed shuts on them. <laughs> <laughs> they run to the door. Else, yeah, and the, the door opens shut. up the teeth. <laughs> I think it would be absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah. That'd be one way to tell your uh, party that you don't like the way they're approaching your game. Yes. <laughs> you want to root through everything, do you? Well, yeah. now it's got teeth. <laughs> yeah. So does he have a Patreon then, or is it just all done through my mini factory? I only found him via the medium of my mini factory. So I don't know if he has a patron as well. He may well do. Um, I like the fact that this is just sitting here as it is so you know you don't have to go hooking you don't have to do any of that subscription nonsense you just go yeah. here is his stuff available for everyone right now fill your boots nice undead very cool good I'm just, gonna have, I'm just gonna have a look at the cyberpunk very quickly because we've got we've got a we've got a stargrave week coming up mm. we have yeah. here okay. at all the tabletops so you know Oh my god, yeah. shark just shark cyborg. Shark cyborg. <gasps> Perfect. Oh wow. Perfect for Stargrave. Here's my cyborg mate. He's also a shark. <laughs> Star shark. <laughs> no, that is a well, technically. No, no, he could be a captain. Could be a captain or first mate. Really? Imagine that as a captain. I'd give your opponent the willies. I also like the one next to him as well, the cyberpunk battle th thug. Looks amazing as well. <sighs> yeah. Cool. yeah. My hawk. That's very cyberpunk. I really does. Right it feels like they're just approaching it based on, you know, a rough theme for a time, but then jumping around as well. So mm -hmm. not not fixating on just doing fantasy or just doing sci-fi or whatever it happens to be. But yeah, you know, um, you get a nice range of of sculpts mm -hmm. coming mm -hmm. through. Very cool indeed. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Do we so know? We'll have a look at, better look at this. Yeah. Do we know in Stargrave, do, are, there, are there bikes or anything, or is it all no. just freestanding individuals? There's no vehicles as of yet. I'm sure there will be in the future. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then there are things like pirates and some other bits and bobs, so potentially for some of the wandering monsters, you could then have them appearing mm -hmm. on a bike just to justify the yeah. size of the, the, mm. the thing coming at you. So there are ways and means around it. We're just having a bike doing laps around the city while two crews are attempting to yeah. kill the driver, steal their bike. Last mm -hmm. thing then, very quickly, is the wizards section. I'm mm -hmm. not going to go clicking through it, but, you know, an entire section of wizards. Oh. Mm -hmm. Every style, flavor, and size. <laughs> very oh, much so. elephant wizard. Okay. <laughs> I again. I think for those who like McCullough's other game, <laughs> Frostgrave. <laughs> I'd source those in that one. Mm. Definitely a way to do it. I'm not going to go clicking through it, but I'm going to click through it. So. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Awesome stuff. Very nice. Perfect. Very nice. Yeah. So feel free to check out on my geomimism. <laughs> on Mioji, on Mioji, yeah, or sure. Stanislav Knetsov. Yeah. So, yeah. Or 
if you go just scroll down below this video yeah yeah like just links. use that yeah <laughs> much easier did you win one of our prizes find out on our prize claim center over at ontabletop.com here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won if you see your username fill out the form to claim your prize all prizes must be claimed within 30 days wrapping things up for the week then mm. we've a pair of kickstarters who wants to <laughs> kick do. us off uh, so I will I will take the reins. Uh, we're heading off back into the French and Indian Wars with Brigade Games and their This Very Ground Part 2, uh, which is now available on Kickstarter. So this mm. is another project alongside the amazingly talented Paul Hicks, um, who does superb sculpts for pretty much every era of history at this point. It does, um, yeah. So this is diving back into this with a bunch of new 28mm miniatures for the French and Indian Wars uh, and beyond as well. So this is mostly covering the era of 1754 to 1763, uh, but there are also doing miniatures that will look at the King Philip's, well, King Philip's War, mm -hmm. the American War of Independence, the War of 1812, and also a little bit of Napoleonics as well. Uh, the main focus of this particular campaign um, is kind of allowing you to dive in and pick up everything from their range that has existed previous to this, which is always good, but it's also looking at six new packs. So they're also looking at bringing together the Compagnies Franck de la Marine, and then another pack of those, followed by some British Grenadiers and mm. some American Provincials as well. Um, so those are the sort of sets of six that they're working on at this particular moment yeah. that are then going to get added into the larger ranges, which I talked about before, for those various different wars on the tabletop. Um, really, really awesome characterful sculpts uh, from Hicks, once again, that sort of show off lots of unique details and all the different characters here. Um, perfect for your line troops, but if you're going to be doing something a little bit more skirmishy as well, I think they have enough um, individuality to each of the sculpts that they, they kind of stand out on the tabletop as well, which is oh, yeah. really nice to see. Um, if you're interested in wargaming this period of history, there are many, many games out there that would allow you to do so, muskets and tomahawks and the like as well. But you also have this very grand victory or death, which is also available as an add-on as part of this campaign if you want to dive in and check that mm. out too. Um, I will say that because the earlier stuff's available, um, mm -hmm. you're probably about to hit them actually, Lloyd. You'll see a Daniel Day-Lewis-like figure leading yeah. one of the scouting parties there, <laughs> which is something that Paul Hicks and Brigade do a lot. So, mm. for example, for their Napoleonics, you can buy a Sean Bean and Darrow looking yeah. pair of riflemen, Brilliant. Um, along with some others. So, so you, for the skirmish style, you get these really, really distinctive mm -hmm. uh, characters. There's that funky looking axey thing the mm -hmm. dude was throwing. I mean, is that a real weapon? That oh yeah, because it's very unusual looking that thing he was throwing around in the last of the Mohicans. It's not as unusual as an African throwing dagger, but you know, still fairly unusual. <laughs> I'm always I'm always impressed by man's ingenuity to find ways to murder people. Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Think about the first person who tied a rock to the end of a stick to stab someone with. That's, yeah. That takes some dedication. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, as, as you can quite see, quite a lot of round river rocks. First, yes. people realised he was getting nowhere. Uh, why are you tickling me with that rock? Oh, uh, nothing. <laughs> um, but yeah, as you can see, they've got all the listings for the the various ranges that uh, are available over on their web store anyway at this particular moment. But if you wanted to get them in addition to the new stuff through the Kickstarter and in, in actual fact, help them fund what they're doing. I mean, the campaign is funded as it is anyway, um, but they're unlocking bits and pieces for, uh, of additional content as they go. All very nice. All 28 mil, as I was saying, lovely metal miniatures for you to dive in and play around with and have fun with. And uh, yeah, uh, good to see them coming back to do more for the French and Indian Wars because it's a period that a lot of people are 
really enjoying at the moment. Uh, well, I should say enjoying. <laughs> uh, probably wasn't that enjoyable for the people at the time, but uh, <laughs> as, as, as hobbyists and war gamers, we're bloody loving it. So. <laughs> it's definitely a way to go. It'd be nice to grab a few bits and pieces. It would be better again if uh, if we get to see them over here rather than have to yeah import them import as well them. Yeah. so funded uh, yeah. so, which is good funded with nine days to go nine days left when you see, when this, you yeah. see this yeah yeah, yeah. superb Very so free i believe you found a fruity little number for us on <laughs> i did indeed the thing is right <laughs> I, I I'm 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 backing this. So they, they, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even going Full to that I'm yeah. not going to. I am backing it. So when I heard about a board game called Kiwi Chowdown, <laughs> my brain was all over the place. So I'm like, is this the Kiwi fruit or is it the little, you know, the little adorable native birds that are in New Zealand? Mm. Well, actually, it's a combination of the two. And there what? is chaos combined <laughs> on this new Kickstarter from Detestable Games and Draco Studios. So it's up to the player to control a flock of Kiwi birds, which are looking to take control of the map. <laughs> so up to five players, if make almost five players, up to five players um, all have the same purpose that will become an all-out Kiwi Bonanza, like literally fighting for glory. An all-out Kiwi Bonanza. It will be a horde of growth of delicious fruit. So players will need to outnumber their opponent's Kiwi armies, racking up, what a surprise, victory points. So as the players take control over the island, dominating the delicious fruit that inhabits the island. <laughs> so the game features across spring, summer, winter, autumn, or fall, uh, as the Americans say. But um, each season comes with new objectives. You've got new rewards enhancing the fruit field battle. So players must be able to move across the map in different areas. To All I'm going to say is, no, thank you. I knew these were Kiwis before this came up. <laughs> Did you think it was Smutzig from the uh, German textbook used could in be, secondary could schools? Good. I'm glad I cleared that up for you, yeah. Mm. <laughs> but the thing is, is you have to feed these kiwis to get bigger. So uh, if you feed it, if you make your kiwi nice and plump and chunky as they get bigger, they'll be able to bully your opponent's little ones off the board and away from the fruit for you to get. And I just imagine a petrifying, because I'm petrified of birds, so I can just imagine like a <laughs> petrifying skirmish of birds screaming at each other to get some kiwi. So, uh, but you do got to uh, worry about feeding the birds too much because there is a chance that they will go kaboom and that <laughs> chunky boy will be out of play. Feed the birds. Feed the birds. Feed the birds. a bag. Yeah, but as you can see on the screen, I know you guys are. I know I'm spending a lot of time because you guys are tempting me. Because when I look at a board game now, I'm like, oh. There's some nice miniatures they are now. <laughs> Every time I look at a ball game. So they come in all different shapes and sizes with little toadstools attached and wearing like little cleric jackets and everything. So just generally looking love, adorable. I love the one with the dinosaur skull on his head. Oh, yeah. It's great. Oh, it is oh, yeah. 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 It's just, and I will, as I said, I'm, I'm going to be back in this, which means I will continuously make my backlog even bigger of miniatures <laughs> that I need Dude. to paint. But uh, they're all little cute birds in loads of different outfits. And there's some nests too as well to paint up. So uh, who would not want to paint this up? But the game is for one to four players. But one of the stretch goals is for five, if it allows cool. it. So yeah. fingers crossed um, that will be. But you can go out and enjoy the game solo as well and get your hands around the cards and the area movement just to take uh, down the Kiwi that are taking down the Kiwi in all seriousness. But it's got 13 days left to go. 
Yeah. So There's you can go on. Excellent little things in there as well. Yeah. Just, apart from the fact that you can get earlier versions, or not versions, earlier games, sort of like Dodo's Riding Dinosaurs is still available. Unfortunately, Chicken Island is all gone. Can't get mm. Chicken Island anymore, but you can get Kiwi Chowdown and Dodo's Riding Dinosaurs, which is a race game. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds fascinating. But also they've got, um, the pledge isn't particularly big it's not a, like a, a ridiculous amount for a board game like mm-hmm. you sometimes say yeah, I agree. but there's a print and play version with yeah. stl files included so you can i mean that is super budget that's under a tenor that's free crazy print, for an entire free, board game you print out your <laughs> home now obviously if you don't have a, a 3d printer the stls are going to go begging but still right. for nine, nine quid you can print out everything else and then just yeah. use tokens or maples for the mm-hmm. uh, the little kiwis but i think that's just amazing yeah I mean, look at the little toadstools on his head. But it's, as I said, it's got 13 days left to go. You can head over and pick it up. The stretch goals are flooding through as well. So there's mm. new miniatures, new component upgrades, and it is still going as well. As I said, you can add another player as well. So the game was funded within the first hour of it being live. So it is doing absolutely fantastic. And it just keeps racking up and racking up. So be sure to check it out before it disappears because mm. it is, in my opinion, one that you don't want to miss. I think the thing that's quite nice about it in general is like it's in it looks inviting to dive into like and just watching that trailer i was smiling as i was yeah. watching it and i think that's something that's really nice when you're looking at a, a game especially something that's a kickstarter or something like as well where you're going to be spending maybe a little bit more money is looking at something and you know getting to know the rules obviously and that kind of thing but knowing that what you're getting is quite an aesthetically pleasing and charming yeah. thing as well i think it's quite nice <laughs> apart from the fact that now lloyd has spoiled kiwis well, i can't i am having flashbacks to frau fraser <laughs> trying to teach us german with her thick scottish accent mm. no because i i obviously it can only be smitzig from the learning german books but there we go nothing else could be nothing else now you've been traumatized yeah yeah Yeah. very cool so that is a tremendous kickstarter to finish off the show with free um yeah and also now i can only think about that cartoon have you ever seen the the kiwi fruit slash bird being cut in half no No. there's there's somebody's illustrated it and they look like little plump things (laughs) then they've cut one in half and you just see there's a kiwi fruit (laughs) But yeah, so that's going to stay with me as well. Um, we shall be back where we're swapping out a Johnson yep. on Sunday for Big Brother. Until then, uh, why not drop a comment below? Don't forget you can win that prize of the Hive starter set for Dacromunda. That's it. And get your 40k pre-orders in at uh, on Tabletop Swing <laughs> Store on Tabletop.com. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> and uh, we will see you in the comments section and we'll see the cogs on Sunday. Bye bye. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on. <laughs>